This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. I, I need some dirt. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Up to the minute entertainment and pop culture news heard at the top of every hour on My Talk 1071. Yeah, that's really great. Could you please tell us what's going on? Well, everybody knows we're getting closer to election day and Jane. What? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. It's a little, <laughs> little drawn out there. But Jane Fonda has led a group of celebrities in an 80s themed exercise video to encourage people to get out and vote. Jane Fonda partnered up with the Register to Vote to film a celebrity pack workout video. The celebrities included Carrie Washington, Shaquille O'Neal, Vanessa Hudgens, Amy Schumer, Ashley Benson, Orlando Bloom, Katy Perry, and more. And it's fun because they're all dressed in 80s fitness style workout gear. And she said, we need to, we need you to be in shape for the upcoming race. So let's get ready to exercise our right to vote. Yes. And this actually goes with the thought that I had before we left to break about Jennifer Lawrence and her brand of activism where it's like okay maybe she's doing things quietly and that's her vibe but leveraging your celebrity for for activism it's like jane fonda's out here doing a workout video with everybody that's what we're doing right and putting their face out there and leveraging their celebrity for a cause that they believe in that's what activism looks like that's what activism in the world of celebrity looks like walking to lunch yeah with your half-slung jacket yeah exactly (laughs) very true Now, this is uh, piggybacking off of what you talked about earlier with Anne Heche, and I have a whole different viewpoint of this situation now that you brought up her past that I didn't know about, but it it happened last night after her losing, like you mentioned earlier. She had stormed off the set of Dancing with Stars Monday night after being eliminated following the bizarre blunder. The actress refused to do a press conference and drove off the studio lot immediately after being given the boot from the ABC show, and at first I was kind of like, well, wow, that's kind of you know childish, but... After what you told yeah. me about earlier, Colleen, about her past and how she kind of let herself out there, I see why she wanted to yeah, get out of there. Yeah, it kind of probably felt like a little bit of a slap in the face. Yeah, so, Ugh. yeah, I, I, you know, if she wanted to do that, more power to her, yeah. you know, she put herself out there, so. And lastly, the Batman has been delayed as Warner Brothers shuffles around release date schedules even more. The Batman has been delayed again due to the pandemic as a series of production hiccups, including Robert himself contracting the coronavirus. The movie's release date in theaters is being pushed from October 1st, 2020 to March 4th, 2022. And it was originally set to come out this last June of or June of 2021. So it keeps getting pushed out a year. Other movies like Dwayne Johnson's uh, movie, Black Adam, Minecraft. And as we know, um, the 1984 Superwoman movie is still not set to be coming out anytime soon. So just keeps happening, unfortunately. It's, it's like, are we ever going to actually see this movie? We yeah. will, guys. We'll get through it. We'll, we'll get, get through, through it. it. It's going to happen sooner or later. Yes. We're going to get Robert Pattinson as the Batman. Yeah. Yes. All right. For more entertainment news, download the MyTalk app or go to MyTalk1071.com. Ah, good stuff. Good stuff. MyTalk Dirt Alerts at the top of every hour and at 820, 1220, and 520 on MyTalk1071.
Can't we just like kick this old school? My talk flashback bumper music. I used to love that Spice Girls song "Wannabe" more than anything. Anything. Question for you: Smooching in public is that a yay or a nay? Six five one six four one one zero seven one. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk one zero seven one streaming live at mytalk one zero seven one dot com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainers on vacation. Holly and I are hanging out with you. Yeah, and Holly, we want to know from people how comfortable they are smooching in public 651-641-1071 and why are we asking well we're asking this because in a new interview with vogue italia Haley baldwin is opening up about her thoughts about pda now i suppose i mean i feel like in this time that is a really important conversation (laughs) to have it's truly such as usa americans and maps yes Haley Baldwin talking about the hard-hitting issues of the day, sharing her <laughs> thoughts on PDA and public kissing. And she's talking about the fact that she used to shy away from kissing Justin Bieber in public. I mean, I think maybe you want to put a little distance between yourself and him sometimes. A little bit. I I'm wouldn't just saying. I can't blame her. I w- we can't blame her. No. But she said it was difficult for me to understand how to carry on a relationship like this experience under the eyes of all. But she said there comes a time when you have to embrace reality and admit who you are. She said for a long time I couldn't do it. I couldn't kiss Justin in public. I didn't like the idea of people watching us at certain moments. But then... I realize that it's a battle that in the long run, instead of protecting you, it exhausts you. And that she said, we love each other and there's really nothing to hide. Well, that just got me thinking, what are people's comfort levels with public smooching, mm. PDA? Mm-hmm. Do you do you think that holding hands is OK, but then like kissing, that's too much? Like, what's your line of public displays of affection? Six five one six four one one zero seven one and Grant, just feel free to interrupt us when we get some calls. Sounds good. Um, okay, so may I shall I answer, please, Colleen? Um, please. Like I am not opposed to a public smooch, and in fact, I feel like it's important to show affection for your partner in front of your kids, especially. Uh. Um, I agree with that. 100%. Yeah. So, you know, my kids actually like make a big deal out of it. If my husband and I are holding hands or something, they're like, oh, my gosh, you guys are holding hands. We're like, ah! Oh, we're so embarrassing. <laughs> um, but but, you know, not making like a big, big show out of it. So, you know, I will kiss my husband in public, but maybe save some of the more aggressive stuff for not in public. <laughs> you know private. what I mean? Yes. So, um, but like, I don't know. I like a good hand holding. I like a nice little public hug. I like to, to yeah, I like to show affection with my spouse in public. Yeah. You know, and the interesting about Haley Baldwin is that in this article, she goes from talking about the discomfort of kissing Justin Bieber in public to obvious it's so obvious obvious. these paparazzi photographs of justin and Haley totally staged and doing these kisses that i'm just gonna put on my uh uninformed body language 
Oh, I love expert it. This is actually, I'm really liking this role for you. <laughs> yeah. Holly. I'm just leaning into it. <laughs> but I'm looking and you can do the home game too, Colleen, if you look at the people article mm-hmm. that I shared. Yeah. And you can look at the photograph of the two of them kissing out on the sidewalk. Where his hand is gripping her neck. Right. So that doesn't show to me that you're still comfortable authentically smooch and justin it feels Bieber. a little forcey it feels a little forcey it feels like oh well this is what the people want Haley. they want you it's like this is her manager honey you need to go out there and you need to yeah, show that you're a wife lo- now you're a wifey mm-hmm. remember yes. that you need to show that out in public so it, it it still doesn't seem comfortable and it still doesn't seem like she's comfortable doing that with him out in right, public right um holly what are your uh we, where, wh- oh do we, we we do caller? have a caller. Perfect. Yes. Let's take the caller. Holly, you're off the hook. Sorry, Woo! Holly. Sue in Farmington. Holly, you can go back after. Sue's got, <laughs> she says she has three layers to this question. Ooh, go so. Tiger, Sue. Let's do it. What do you got? Three layers. Let's go. Okay. So there's the layer one that's the smooch, like, bye, honey. See you at work, you know, whatever. Yep. That's fine. Then there's the passionate kiss. Oh, baby, I haven't seen, you know, we want to get to the bedroom. That's a <laughs> yeah, that's and a hard then, pass. And then, and then there's the COVID issue. So, um, yes, yes, I hear you, Sue. Thank you for your call. Um, I remember what she just said made me think of the fact that like when I got married, we had a conversation, my husband and I did, about what kind of kiss we were we were going to perform at the altar. Oh my, what did Seriously. you guys come to the conclusion well, because to? I just like, I, I feel like the, the kiss at the altar needs to be somewhere between a hi, honey, good to see you kiss and a like deep throaty experience. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it has oh. to show, but I've been at uncomfortable kiss weddings. And so I didn't want to be in an uncomfortable kiss wedding. Yeah, I'm starting to conversation about this. I'm starting to already get really nervous when you're talking about this, Colleen, specifically in that setting about having to kiss my significant other in front of people that I know. I'm I'm already breaking out in hives. Okay, so I think we know where you are with that. (laughs) Well, a light light little smooch is fine. But if I'm sitting there and I'm standing there and everybody is watching and then I have to have an authentic moment like that in front of people, I it just makes me hot and I don't want to do it. It is embarrassing. I'll be like, just watch the home video. I don't want to do it in front of you. Oh my gosh. Don't want to do it. We do have another another caller, guys. Anastasia is her name. And she'll be right here with you guys right now. Awesome. Hi, Anastasia. What is your, uh, what's your hot take on kissing in public? So I'm 22 years old, so I'm a little bit younger. But personally, I am only comfortable with doing like a peck out in public. But I'm curious, like, what are you comfortable with watching other people do? Because I don't oh. mind other people going full makeout, but I know like that really bothers some people. Oh, that's so interesting. I love that question. Thank you, Anastasia, yeah. for taking us in a productive way in this conversation. I am against it. I'm with you. <laughs> I get really uncomfortable. Like when I I don't mind, you know, like you know, seeing people have displays of affection. Um, doesn't bother me. But if it gets to a point where you can tell two people are more focused on each other than they are about the fact that they are in the world, Uh that's when I'm like, okay, maybe we've gone a little too far right now. Right? Like, have your moment together, but 
remember that there's other people around you. And that some other people don't want to share in your very special face-eating Well, sometimes I feel like that gets to be kind of performative, where they are aware that there's other people around. And it's a way of saying, like, look at how into each other we are. (laughs) And what I want to say is, actually, we don't care. No, we don't care. And it's okay not to care. It's true. It's very true. Um, Grant, do you want to weigh in on this? Oh, I bet he's on the phone. No, he probably is. Yeah. I was just looking for our wonderful uh, Judy Garland sound, but oh, unfortunately, yeah. I can't find that. We've lost it. We've lost that. Bradley has rearranged Bradley has rearranged just some of the buttons. But it's just, it, it does. It brings up, there are various levels of comfort mm-hmm. with this kind of public display of affection. And, you know, hey, if, you, if you're into it, you're into it. And if you're not, say, you're not. I will say the older I get, the less, like, open to that i am oh here it is I don't care. there it is I don't care. when we come back on the colleen and bradley show um some surprising figures at the box office we're going to talk about it when we come back on the colleen and bradley show on my talk 1071 well we've had some surprising information some surprising numbers at the box office over the weekend. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, no Bradley trainer. He's on a vacation. Holly Roberts and I are here with you. And Holly, you are like our movie gal. Movie is in your bones. It's in my bones. It's in your bones. Yeah. And so um, you, I think, always have a pretty unique perspective on movies and movie theaters. And we did have some surprising numbers at the box office this weekend. I think it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. The thank, box office thank is you, tan mom. ridiculous this weekend. The number one movie in America. Yes, there are still drive-in movie theaters and select theaters that are still open right now. It was a movie that came out... Oh, 27 years ago. I love that, honestly. <laughs> I mean, 2020, y'all. Hey, 2020, y'all. I've been, I've been to four movies, and they've all been movies made before 1995. Throwback movies. Love well, it. so this weekend, Hocus Pocus. Yes. From 1993. <laughs> oh, my god. The gosh. beloved now holiday classic. And by holiday, I mean Halloween. Halloween. Yep. Almost was able to beat Christopher Nolan's tenant to take the top spot at the box office this weekend with $2 million. Which, this is, okay, wow, also. But also, um, Tenant, this is, Tenant did so much promotion yes. to try to get people in. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? 
Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. To the theater seats. Right. So much promotion. Well, the promotion around it was the fact that it was delayed, delayed, delayed. And we're seeing that again with, for example, it was announced on Friday that the James Bond movie No Time to Die has no time to be released because it's not coming out until April. Then we learned, Grant just told us in the Dirt Alert update at the top of the hour, that Warner Brothers is delaying a ton of their movies. So yesterday it was Dune that was delayed. Now it's the Batman that's been delayed. Matrix 4 has been moved up a little bit, so they're doing a lot of shuffling. So it's like, then people are just like, well, screw it. We're going to go see Hocus Pocus. Well, and that's what I think is so fascinating, right? Is that in favor, people have voted essentially with their dollar and their, their you know, their bodies uh, on a movie that they saw or didn't see maybe, you know, 30 years ago. Right. Because over it's- a new blockbuster, everything from the top is on the bottom and everything is bass backwards right now is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, because we're tired. We're tired. Because 2020. <laughs> because 2020. Right, like nothing feels predictable. Yeah, nothing feels predictable at all. So this speaks to a bigger thing. So Grant, what are the movies that you've seen in the movie theaters and then what kind of movie theater setting were you in when you saw them? I saw Jurassic Park. 93. Yep. Uh, Back to the Future. 85. Goonies, which we talked about oh, yesterday. Also yeah. 85. Classic. And then the other one, I saw Dirty Dancing because that was, she finally wanted to go to see something other than my childhood. So we saw Dirty Dancing. Which is my favorite movie. And which is a great movie. Don't, don't, and, even, don't even get Holly started mm-hmm. about it. And um, it was, I think one time I had one other no, two other couples. Otherwise, it was just me and another couple in the entire theater. The only stipulation was, you know, obviously keep your seats distance and you couldn't get refills because they didn't want you going back up with your cups. So sure. I felt perfectly fine. I kept my mask on. I mean, we were in our own little couch chair, probably 20 yards away from the other couple enjoying some classic movies. Now, to each their own, if they want to do that or not. But I, I enjoyed it. Um, it's But see, you know what's so interesting to me about that? Grant is that like you could count on one hand how many people were in the theater. Oh yeah. Which you know, I don't know. My experience in theaters in the last decade, well, okay. No, I'm not even going to say. Well, no, I'll say decade. How many times in have you been to decade, a movie theater? I, I could probably count on both hands. But in the last decade, my experience with movie theaters is they're never particularly crowded, which even for like a first run movie, I'm seeing it opening weekend. I We have been in movie theaters where there has been space around us, which tells me that things were starting to slide then. Free. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And which, so now I feel like there's such a dire picture of what's going on with the movie theaters. Right. Well, because it's multifaceted. One, we're still in a pandemic. Yeah. Yes. And there's safety issues to deal with. Two, we're all tired because there's a lot going on. So the idea of sitting through a long Christopher Nolan puzzle movie where you don't know up front down or left or right, that sounds mentally exhausting. Yeah. What sounds And we don't have that capacity right no, now. Because I'm tired. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What sounds fun is watching Bette Midler saying, I yes. put a spell on you yep. as the Sanderson sisters yeah. in Hocus Pocus. So this just speaks to a larger trend of wanting to find comfort. If either in the movie theater or either in your home. Over the weekend, we are faced with infinite new entertainment possibilities on streaming services. Yep. 
The thing that I watched this weekend, one of them, was a binge of the Larry Sanders show, which came out in the early 90s, fully well knowing that there are umpty things that needed my attention in the world of streaming. But I just wanted to watch Hank in his golf cart right? say, hey, now. Hey okay, now. so you know what's funny about this, too, is I'm starting to realize the trend of um, going retro. And I think that that also is a reflection of how we're feeling about the world right now, too, right? Like, we crave a simpler time. And in our minds, a simpler time was the 90s. Right. Or whatever. Everybody has their own version of a, a simpler time. And then the thing is... When you realize that a simpler time never existed. Well, and that's what I was about to say, but I didn't want to get all like meta. But it's true. When you then have the the recollection that at that time, things did not feel simple. At that time, we were struggling with whatever the climate was at that time. But hindsight is in this regard, not 2020. I hope that's not the case going into, because that just makes me fear what's well, going to come. Okay, so now. it's funny that you say that, but 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 I think the truth of it is, is that the that that it doesn't necessarily mean that things get worse. It just means that our eye is on different types of yep. um, discomfort. In there will never be, there will never be a, a, a fully comfortable time. No, because no. Tr- a fully comfortable time, again, it doesn't exist. Simpler times have never existed. No. Existence is complicated. My gosh, and, and when, <laughs> how did we get into like this like realm? Well, we, but I'm here for about, it. You I'm asked me about it. my experience at the movie theater, yeah. and then we took a hard right. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's all right, man. Do. But here's the thing: we do. Here's something to look forward to. It's like we're gonna get these movies eventually, and they are scheduled to be released, and we will get new stuff and our brains will have the capacity to embrace Robert Pattinson as the Batman in 2022. Yeah, we'll get there. Uh, When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, celebrities behaving badly. We call them D-bags. We're going to tell you about them after this on my talk 1071. Celebrities behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 1071 streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainers on vacation. Holly Roberts and I are hanging out with you. Yeah. And uh, we've got these celebrities behaving badly to tell you about. We call them... D-Bag. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. This is kind of a mild D-bag because I don't necessarily feel good about parts of it. Um, but it's Kim Kardashian today. Oh, wonderful. So she's actually, she is a frequent flyer. Uh, and she <laughs> is uh, discussing something I did not know about. Did you know that Kanye had COVID early in this uh, experience back in March? I did not know this. Were we supposed to know? This? I don't know, but she, were we not paying attention? I don't know. I can't know. <laughs> um, she did an interview with Grazia magazine, and she explained the scary experience of taking care of Kanye West when uh, he had COVID nineteen. And listen, that is not what makes her d bag, right? Like that, COVID is real. COVID is scary. He apparently was very ill. Um, but there's just parts of it that come off as a little disconnected from reality. Oh, you don't say. Where she says Kanye had it way way at the beginning when nobody really knew what was going on. And that does sound really scary. And she said it was so scary and unknown. And then she says, I had my babies and no one else in the house to help. 
To which I thought to myself, yes, that is scary. Yes. Also, most people only have their people in the house and nobody there to help. Yes. But that was part of what made it scary for her. Huh. Was that she was alone. And there's the lack of awareness. Like I said, this is a a mild D-bag, right? Because on the one hand, how can you expect Kim Kardashian to know what it's actually like to live like a normal person? Oh, because she's never lived like a normal person. She does not have that frame of reference. Let's roll back that beautiful bean footage on Kim Kardashian's life. She's always been at a position of privilege Mm -hmm. ever since... The days of, well, since her existence, yes. her, her dad, Robert Kardashian, a, a successful rich attorney, mm-hmm. Chris Jenner, being associated with all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, of course, she would find it scary, but you're right, Colleen, where it's like, well, yeah, thank you for welcoming yourself to the to rest of planet life. Earth and life. Right. You are confronted with these scary things. And you and I, if this was our situation, we would also be alone. Yes. We, and and the piece that is like fascinating to me about this is I imagine as she's telling this story, it's there's like a movement to seek some sort of sympathy or or maybe empathy from um the public, but a lack of realization that the thing that she seeks empathy for is the thing that we all like without realizing she's saying you should feel sorry for me because I was all by myself, which she doesn't realize she doesn't make the leap to that's how everybody else's life is. We welcome you to planet earth. Kim Kardashian. Well, this is where we don't all have assistants crawling all over the place. Exactly. Well, this is fascinating. Kim Kardashian's, sympathetic interview in Grazia magazine because she is sharing an intimate moment about her relationship with mm-hmm. Kanye West, which by all means has been fairly fraught this year. A lot of drama yeah. been going on there. Yeah. Now, going back to Kim Kardashian's Instagram account from over the weekend, it's kind of related to this story, and we haven't mentioned it yet here on the show, but Kim Kardashian has been adding content that's very family focused. Uh, interesting. With her and Kanye and the kids. Mm, that is oh yes, she absolutely has. So, if we're going to put on our team cobra tinfoil hat, conspiracy theory, nothing is real and everyone smokes hats, doing this interview and being opening and opening up about this particular story about her relationship with Kanye, adding that the Instagram content of Kim Kardashian and Kanye West showing them as a happy family unit is speaking to perhaps a larger plan to keep this familial narrative going yeah. within the Kardashian universe, which is really important because uh, he's running for president. <laughs> is that uh... what you were going to say? <laughs> No, I was going to say that the Kardashians have ended their contract with E and they're hustling around behind the scenes, guaranteed it, guarantee it. Yeah. For a new content deal with somebody. Well, and it's funny because I was, I was, truth be told, I also was thinking about the fact that Kanye West is on the ballot in many states, including but not limited to Minnesota. Uh And he has not. We haven't heard much out of him. No. I just find that to be kind of fascinating and interesting. And also, as I'm flipping through Kim Kardashian's Instagram, I'm thinking, 
First Lady Kim Kardashian. You know what, Colleen? Stranger things have happened. I know. I That's why I'm just saying <laughs> sit with it. Um, <laughs> anywho. Uh-huh. That's why she's my D-bag. Thank you for sharing. You're welcome. I have a D-bag, and I don't really know where the D-bag lies in this story, but this this story in page six just struck me. I was like, hmm, maybe we can have a mystery of finding the D-bag. But I, inherently, my instinct goes to Matt Lauer mm-hmm. as the D-bag of this story. Oh, fun. I, fun. I mean, he's a perennial. He's a perennial. He's an evergreen D-bag. Congratulations, yeah. uh, Matt Lauer, for that one. You did it to yourself. But I wanted to talk about this story that I saw on page six concerning an article in Men's Health magazine where they're talking to Billy Bush. Oof. Billy Bush. Let us go back to Gosh, remember that episode remember, of life. Remember that. I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for meddling kids. Well, anyways, Billy Bush is talking to Men's Health now, and I'm not razzing. I, I don't know. I'm not razzing on Billy Bush for him having a vulnerable moment in Men's Health magazine. He was talking about the collapse of his life after being fired from the Today Show back in 2016 because of that Access Hollywood tape. He was dealing with a lot of emotional trauma around that. But in this interview with Men's Health, Billy Bush says that he was really uh, felt betrayed because Matt Lauer didn't come to his defense after he was fired by NBC in 2016 after the release of that tape. Interesting. To my point, Billy, honey. I don't know that now I'd be like... (laughs) telling this story because i don't know that matt lauer is the one you want jumping to your offense i mean sorry (laughs) well he sure is that was the weirdest offensive freudian slip sorry yeah oops (laughs) we're not quite done yet no we'll just let that slide okay but uh, that headline to me was fascinating and i don't know if it's quite d-baggy but What I want to say to Billy Bush is, honey, you worked at the Today Show. You worked in the culture of NBC, which we have learned over the years was systemically toxic in so many ways. And that you were shocked that Matt Lauer, Mr. Trapdoor Matt Lauer, Mm -hmm. sexually assaulting creepazoid did not come to your defense when you were fired. What did you expect? Now, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know how much Billy Bush knew about Matt Lauer's behavior behind the scenes. So he knows now. Right. So then it's like, maybe feel those things, but this might not be the story that you want to tell the public. Yeah. So I you know, but I will give credit. I'm gonna I'm gonna give credit to Billy Bush in this article for Men's Health magazine, where he does admit that he wouldn't do it again differently, meaning his behavior on the set of Access Hollywood, his behavior at NBC. He said, you know, I'm not gonna give you a pandering answer. I'm sorry, I can't. Meaning that he sticks he, with his guns. Yeah, yeah. Meaning that he has done enough self reflection about his role at NBC, about his behavior at NBC, where he does call himself, quote, a little suck-up cog, a little suck-up Billy Bush. He also called himself, very unfortunately in this uh, situation, quote, the fluffer. 
Ooh, ooh. Not a good word. (laughs) Not a good choice of word. Yeah. No. Okay. So, honey, okay, yes. Thank you, Billy Bush, for bringing that. um, I'm just going to put that over there, okay? But, But I do commend. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Billy Bush for having that vulnerability um, in this case, but at the same time that you expected somebody like Matt Lauer to come to your defense, by all means, one can assume based on the behavior of Matt Lauer that we now know that has become public, my imagination goes to a place where Matt Lauer was probably like, yeah, right. Better him than me. Better Billy Bush over here than me. Absolutely. I'm not going to come to this guy's defense. Let him take the fall. Let him, yeah. As long as the heat's on him, it's not on Matt Lauer, which is probably exactly why Matt Lauer didn't spring to his defense, of course. And y'all can know that from here. I will say, oh, am I prepared to say this? Are you? I think I'm going to say it. In reflection of that time, I do think that. There are a lot of parts of the story of what happened to Billy Bush um, where he was taking the fall for a lot of other people. Right. What we have learned about the culture at NBC, about how executives have operated, about how some of the high profile talent like Matt Lauer have operated. You know, it's an interesting you bring up a good fact or an interesting point because it's not factual. We're Mm -hmm. making assumptions here about what was really happening behind the scenes at NBC Uh, that. Hopefully someone maybe possibly could dig deeper into this story and investigate it thoroughly. So, you know, I guess in conclusion, where did we find the D-bag? NBC, uh, Matt Lauer? I don't know the whole situation. All of the above. The, all, yeah, okay, exactly. that's why it's I wrote. A, in, it's a salad bowl yeah, of D-baggery. That's why I wrote in, in our show prep grid yeah. this story. Just the whole thing. <laughs> Just the whole thing. The whole darn well, thing. I wanted to bring it up. So I'm there glad we go. you did. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, sometimes uh, sometimes there's too much D-bag to contain in one segment. Yeah. We have a little D-bag double down. Um, this one involving Elton John. Uh, again, kind of a mild D-bag, but we're going to get some laughs after this on My Talk 1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, no Bradley trainer. He's on a vacation, and uh, Holly and I are hanging out with you. Hey! Hey! Um, Okay, so sometimes we have a little too much D-bag, and so we need to spill it over into another segment, and we call it a D-bag double down. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. 
This is a mild D-bag double down. I'm feeling kind of mild today, but I had to laugh when I saw this headline today for a couple of reasons. And then I read the whole article and then it got funnier to me. The headline goes like this. David Furnish reveals he and Elton John have been camping in the woods during lockdown. Well, that's wonderful. A lot of people have been using leisure time to explore the great outdoors. I'm going to expand on that uh, headline, by the way, because it just gets debaggy right away. Have been camping in the woods surrounding their mansion as a fun activity for their sons during lockdown. Oh, okay, so I did listen. We all do backyard camping at some point, right? Like that's just kind of a fun Easy, low stakes. You don't have to go anywhere. You can pitch a tent in the backyard, give the kids a little independence. It's fun, right? Totally. We've all done it. What I love about this whole story is, first of all, um, I have this image in my mind of Crocodile Rock, Elton John, in all of his onstage finery. And I know he doesn't walk around dressed like that all the time, but in my mind, it's like that by a fire making s'mores. It's just so funny. Yes, exactly. It's so funny to me. But then when I read it, so you know, um, Elton John is married to David Furnish. Uh, Elton John is 71. I'm sorry, 73. And uh, David Furnish, I believe, is in his, like, late 50s maybe early 60s 57 okay 57 he you know he says listen because elton john elton is 73 we've been doing more restricted and more restricted version of lockdown so you know the boys haven't been able to go out and mix with their friends etc so they're trying to do fun things like right now i'm like totally relating to this i'm like yes absolutely we have a pretty strict uh lockdown at my home because of some family members that are in high-risk groups that we are trying to care for. And so I get it, right? We're so doing it. We're, we're doing the thing. Yeah, we're protecting the people that we love. Uh, and then David Furnish says, I grew up in Canada. I was a Cub Scout. I was a Boy Scout. I love camping. I'm a camper. So then he goes on to say, so we've been um, camping in the woods next to our house. And he said, we're not trying to give them a glamping experience. We actually pitched a tent built a fire pit, gathered wood. He says, I didn't do glamping with the boys. That's the posh camping where everything is laid out beautifully for you. We just went out into the woods there on our land and taught the boys how to clear a campsite. I'm like, in your mansion's yard, you had indoor plumbing that wasn't just, you know, a hole in the ground. You could go back to your house and shower. Let's oh, all it made me laugh. I just thought it was <laughs> funny. Also, let's consider this because I'm glad that you brought this story, Colleen. Mm-hmm. My immediate thought about reading this headline about Elton John and David Furnish roughing it in the backyard of their mansions, <laughs> roughing es- it <laughs> of uh, the, the estate that they live oh, on. One of them. One of them is that I thought about living. In an apartment right now (laughs) during a global pandemic where the backyard where I could go would be none. Because there isn't isn't, isn't, camping. And backyard camping 
it's a we've done it growing up where you go over to a friend's house and it's mm-hmm. fun and you pitch a tent mm-hmm. that is not camping you do not call that camping you call that sleeping in a tent in your backyard right. which is what david furnish and the kids are doing now right. good on them fun i hope they're having a wonderful time do not call it camping you are just sleeping in your backyard right which can I just also say that's the other thing about the backyard camping experience. I, I know everybody has a different experience with that, right? Like, but mine, and this is where I learned this about myself. I am not a person who enjoys camping. I as I like to say, I only sleep under five stars. You fancy. You're so fancy. That's not actually actually accurate. Like I'll rough it, but roughing it is not the same as roughing it for rough people. I, I like a toilet that flushes. I feel good about indoor plumbing. I like some sort of screenery that keeps the bugs away. Um, you're fine I will when you sit outside at night by a fire. I'm happy to do that. Then I would like to retreat into a bed with some sort of thread count sheets. You know, I, that's just who I am. And that's, I don't like to camp. And I learned that from backyard camping. You know why? Because I could pull the ripcord at any point and go, you know what? This isn't comfortable. I'm going to go to bed. This reminds me of the boxcar children. <gasps> Don't even. That is like my favorite story of all time. But they're totally boxcar children, childrening their the lives right yeah. now. The kids. Yeah. In as much as, okay, the boxcar children, a beloved book series. So good. From back in the day, where kids lived in an actual boxcar. Their parents died. Sorry, spoiler sad, alert. Yeah, really, it yeah, was like a it's sad. A, it's a sad. But anyway, go well, on. Thank you for bringing the room <laughs> down, Colleen. I just was bringing a dose of reality. We hey. need that. We need that every thank once you. in a while. But here's the thing. After the oh, so there is the first book in the series, the Boxcar Children, where these children genuinely live out of a boxcar. Mm-hmm. Then at the end of the first book, mistake me if I'm wrong, the boxcar children simply move the boxcar yeah. to the backyard. Yeah, so some rich people adopt them, and, and because they want them to be comfortable in their surroundings, they bring the boxcar into the front yard so they can live in the boxcar at the house where they were adopted to. Thank you. You're welcome. So <laughs> the this is just a boxcar children scenario totally, where hear, yeah. where it's like oh well that that's really fun that you are showing your kids some kind of semblance of of outdoor survivalism but in fact this is just in your backyard it, it's cute it's entertaining but it, it's not camping it's not camping no no it's not camping it does not make yeah and um there's a picture of elton john doing an instagram live last night wearing where a gucci, gucci sweatshirt <laughs> which let's also just talk about that camping and gucci camping attire. but you know that's elton john's casual wear i know i love it, it that's what i'm saying it's like be who you fully are. Don't pretend, Elton John, that you enjoy the experience of roughing it in the woods next to your house. I guarantee you that Elton John was like, good night, everybody. I'm going inside to the actual bedroom. Yes. And I'm going right? to change out of my Gucci casual wear into my Gucci pajamas. And it's okay to just own that, right? Yeah, like, totally. I will- absolutely confess and my children know this about me no way no how are you going to get me to sleep in a tent overnight i that i'm it's not because i think i'm better than that it's because i know myself i'm with you right i'm like good on anybody who loves to do that i am i have questions about it i will i am i want to celebrate it 
I know it's not for me. Yeah, it's like the tent moisture. Do you know like when you spend the night? I don't night, know what you're talking about. When you spend the night in a tent. Yeah. And then things just get moist. Mm-hmm. There's a smell. Well, I'll tell there's you, things do get moist because there's no bathroom in there. <laughs> I'm just saying. What are you saying? That everyone wets the bed when well, they I don't know. spend the night in the what tent? Else, where else are you going to go? Um, thank you for having this moment with me. All right. When we come back on it the It was Colleen special. And, it really was. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, I'm really excited. We are going to talk with Rob Williams. Uh, you would know him from the Sheridan story. We are partnering with them for Project Down and Dirty. Well, there's big news regarding the Sheridan story, and we're going to unveil it and have a conversation with our friend Rob about it after this on My Talk 1071. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.